0: now we'll have experts agencies and professionals give us step-by-step instructions you can easily implement what you're listening to will be actionable steps you can do today no strings attached and then you will see the results so without further delay let's get into our Monday morning marketing episode Hey, Allison, so talk to us about converting leads through social media, specifically paid and organic, right? Tell me a couple, one or a couple tactics, strategies that will help bring in new patients and help us better utilize uh, social media.
1: Sure, sure. So there are a lot of similarities, but also a couple differences between leads from paid social media and organic social media. Let's start with paid because mm-hmm. they're paying for it. So it's pretty, yeah. pretty important to convert as many of those as you can. It's important to know that paid social media is a form of interruption marketing, meaning these people are not necessarily actively looking for you, but then there you are right on, their, right on their feed. So when they see you and they decide to take action by either calling or if you have a form submission, it's important for the team to understand that this is a different type of phone call. These patients are probably going to have additional questions than somebody who was referred by a patient or, um, you know, is already on your website, read your Google reviews and kind of already has an understanding of who you are as a practice. Your team may have to work a little harder to convert those patients. And I have a couple of call tips at the end that we can certainly um, use in any of conversations with patients. Okay. The other thing that's important to know is oftentimes paid social media will have an offer. So it's crucial that not only your market, marketing team and the doctor understand that there's an offer, but you have to communicate that to the team. In case people are asking about that offer, your team needs to be well-versed and understand what's included or what's not included or any little caveats that may, may apply to the offer.
0: Real quick on that part where the paid social media to have an offer, what have you seen where it's like, this is a fantastic offer. And then this, I've seen this too much. People are immune to this offer now.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I would make sure you're doing it um, market specific. So if you can find out what other people in your market are offering and make sure that yours is competitive enough, it also will depend on the type of ad that you're running. So let's say it's a General dentistry ad, and you just want general new patients coming in the door. I've seen anything from, you know, some type of new patient special work, free take home whitening after their new patient exam, cleaning and x rays, automatically being enrolled into a whitening for life program. They get that free whitening. And as long as as they stay a patient and keep their hygiene appointments, they'll get touch up whitening um, for their life in the practice. Other ones that I've seen be successful is if somebody has an in house dental plan. Um, kind of marketing the dental plan, you know, dental care as low as $39 a month or whatever the monthly fee is for the membership plan also works as well. If the practice is running certain specials, uh, like if there's a back to school special or you want to do an end of the year use it or lose it benefits message, those are all really appropriate for, I would say, you know, Facebook, Instagram advertising.
0: Gotcha. Any ones where you're like, Ugh. Don't use those anymore. Don't do these offers.
1: More so with, um, I would say, advanced care like implants or cosmetic, a free consultation is, is overdone. And it's not, yeah. not necessarily something that the patient quite understands the value of. Mm-hmm. So you could absolutely make it a little bit more enticing by you know, free consultation and you know, a, do- a dollar amount off of service when you commit to treatment that day or a percentage off, just giving them a little bit more value or understanding of value with any of those offers.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so that's for paid, right? Yes. Okay, and so now let's, were well, we going to go into organic?
1: Yep, yeah, let's shift into organic. Um, some similarities here. Now, usually not an offer because this is just, you know, you're, Let's just say Instagram or Facebook post is coming up on um, you know people who follow your page coming up on their feed. But what's important to know here is sometimes new patients can see an organic post, let's say if it's shared by a friend or a family member that follows you um, and is your patient? That could create a little bit of an in- initial trust with your practice if somebody they know shares the post, they see that. My friend likes Dr. Smith down the road. Maybe I should pay attention to Dr. Smith or check him out or talk to my friend about that a little bit. The other thing that can happen from organic phone calls that also happens with the paid social calls is this could be one of the first interactions that a patient has with your office, so these people may also have more questions than than normal, and it will take a little bit of a I would say a sales approach to convert those leads into, into a patient. They, they may be a little bit more difficult.
0: Gotcha. So they would probably, so assuming it's organic, right? Mm-hmm. It's normally someone, let's just say on Instagram, it's normally someone who's already following. And they saw you because maybe because of a friend or something like that, right?
1: Potentially. Um, you could show up in their reels on Instagram. If you do reels, uh-huh. um, you could show up there. Facebook, more so, I would say, you're going to become familiar with a, a post if a friend shares the practice post. You probably won't see it if you don't follow the follow the office, or if the office boosts a post, which is a different type of paid social, boosting a post to expand the audience to reach kind of friends of friends.
0: Do you recommend that boosting posts? Like, how would you know which posts to boost?
1: Yeah, so I would boost with intent. Um, not everything deserves a boost. I say things like if all of a sudden an appointment becomes available, post it on social media, boost it to, you know, friends of friends, you know, we're looking to fill this appointment, um, basically first come, first serve, expand the reach of that far and wide. If you're doing any sort of community involvement or you'll be at any sort of community event, boost that post, you know, raise awareness that you'll be attending there, but not just, it's Allison's birthday today. That's, probably not not boost worthy
0: yeah like people like, who's Allison right yeah i like yeah.
1: why is yeah. this person on my feed <laughs>
0: gotcha gotcha okay and then so with organic it's I guess encouraged to always encourage the patient to share right their results or if there's a transformation or a whitening or anything like that right their experience to share on social media because that's how they will the friends will see it
1: exactly or if they're, you know if the office posts something they can encourage their patients, you know, go ahead and share this post. So it could be sharing the office's post or the friend can, you know, tag the business. Both of those ways are are ways that uh, non-patients and non-followers can see social organic social posts.
0: Gotcha. And with organic social posts, let's just say somebody does reach out, direct message, right? Or something like that, private message and says, hey, do you guys do implants? Do you guys do veneers or whatever? What can we say to just get them in?
1: Yeah, so that's a great point, especially with social. If somebody is going to message the practice, which is, is likely, A, somebody has to be manning that. Um, that's pretty important is to get back to them as quickly as possible. I would try to, you know, answer some of their questions in the direct chat. But encourage them to hop on a phone call, you know, find a time that works for them, a convenient time that works for them and, and schedule a call with them to get them on the phone and dig a little bit deeper into their needs and, and, you know, find out have they, do they even need implants? Have you been told that you're a candidate? You know, let's, let's get you into the office and, and take a peek.
0: Yeah, that's true. Because if they say like, oh, do you guys do implants? I mean, somebody somewhere must have like, you know what I mean? You don't know, just wake up and be like, I think I need an implant, you know? Right. So that's a very, very good um, point to bring out. Now, when it comes to the paid social media, what are some call tips that we can utilize?
1: Yeah, so these call tips, I would say, kind of apply to all calls, whether it's paid, whether it's organic, whether it's from social site, Google, wherever. Um, the most important thing to recognize is that the person answering the phone is a very important person. And they should be trained. It's essentially a sales role. Not everybody likes that term, but it, that's essentially what it is. It's oftentimes its very first interaction with a human at the practice, and we need to make sure that they're getting a great experience. So one of the first ways to do that is when the phone rings is to not view it as an interruption to your day. This is an opportunity. So even if you're busy doing you know, couple, several other things, which we know happens all the time, Uh, You know, take a deep breath. You know, it's okay that the phone rings two times. Take a deep breath. Answer it with a smile. Be happy. Speak clearly. State your name. Um, All of those things are important when having a a good, successful phone call. When you have people who call that ask a lot of questions, it's going to require the front office to be an advocate or a raving fan of the practice. So really working to build rapport. You've come to the right place. Dr. So-and-so has placed over 500 implants. He's, you know, trained. Here's his accolades. Anything that you can do to kind of ensure this person that they've come to the right place. Using their name in conversation. People love to hear their own name. So ask for their name very early on in the conversation and use it sporadically throughout. Mm. And I would say kind of the two most important things is ask open-ended questions. This is how we really get to the bottom of why the patient is calling. Um, you know, you're asking the price of, um, of dental veneers, for example, asking those questions. Okay, absolutely happy to, to look into that for you may ask you a few questions. What seems to be going on? Why are you interested in veneers? And continue on that conversation to really dig deeper into a patient's true need. The need isn't necessarily I want to know the cost. The need is I want veneers. Kind of digging up that need and having a more personal conversation is going to build credibility right off the bat. Um, And then hand in hand with that, listen, try not to ask people to repeat themselves unless you have a really bad cell phone connection, which (laughs) it happens. But... Listen, don't interrupt them. Again, don't ask them to repeat themselves. Give them a really personalized experience. And then last but not least, ask for the appointment, kind of. I don't want you to say like, would you like to get scheduled? Because that's a really easy question to say yes or no to. Mm. Instead, kind of phrasing it as, when can we get you scheduled? Or let's get you scheduled. What works better for you, mornings or afternoons? And then it kind of creates that sense of, the patient wanting to schedule the appointment is a little bit more difficult to say no to. Um, it, it can still happen. But again, assuming, making that assumption that they are going to schedule is a great way to kind of say, yeah, you know, let's let's go ahead and get scheduled.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Okay, I like that. Now, let's just say someone comes to Golden Proportions, right? Your, your company. And then they're like, okay, what would you recommend we do, Allison? We are at, let's just say, Facebook page is, I don't even know, right? But Instagram is maybe like 500, 400, 100 to 500, right? Followers. Half of them are like my family, right? Or whoever. Other half, I don't know, they're bots or anything. Should we move to paid or should we try doing organic? What would be the game plan here?
1: Yeah. So I would say it would depend on your demographics and who you want to attract to the office to say, it should we even be you know, really sending in t- time and money in something like Instagram? If so, then I would, you know, encourage not only your patients to follow the office page, but then you have to give them something worth following for. The best things that you can post on social media that is that personal content. That's what people want to see. So that could be smile transformations. It could be before and after cases. What people really want to see on social is the social aspect of being a dentist and working in a dental office and being a small business in the community. So posting birthdays, anniversaries, team events, networking with other small businesses in the area. Yeah, you have to give somebody a reason worth, worth following you.
0: Gotcha. Awesome. Awesome. So this is all great, great stuff. I appreciate your time, Allison. If anyone has further questions, you can definitely find her in the Dental Marketer Society Facebook group or where can they reach out to you directly?
1: They can reach out to me directly at Allison, A-L-I-S-O-N, at goldenproportions.com or you can utilize the chat feature on our website, goldenproportionsmarketing.com.
0: Awesome. So guys, that's going to be in the show notes below. And Allison, thank you for being with me on this Monday morning marketing episode.
1: Absolutely, Michael. Always a pleasure.